At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Len Bias, A Mixed Legacy, The Interviews. June 19th marks 37 years from the death of former University of Maryland basketball star Len Bias. He died of a heart failure following a cocaine overdose. Born Ready, A Mixed Legacy is a 16-episode podcast series that captures the rich and compelling legacy of Bias, who many consider to have been comparable to the superb talents of Michael Jordan. In this episode of The Interviews, we relive the immediate reaction of his death by some of those very close to Bias. They include his mother, Lenise Bias, as well as his teammates, Jeff Baxter and Derek Lewis. To start, here's Lenise Bias. It's ironic you won't believe this, but I never got to see him before he died. I didn't. No, I was out, and when I had gotten back, and when I had come back home, they said he had just left. And I always teased him about his long leg. I said, that long leg rascal could have waited for me. And then, you know, we went on and, you know, they said, well, he said he's going to be back tomorrow and, you know, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Uh, we're laying there in bed on uh, June 19th and um, a call comes and um, I can, what I remember clearly about that morning is that the room was filled with so much sunlight till it was almost like your eyes watered. When you opened your eyes, the sun was so bright. And uh, it was early in the morning, about 6.30. The phone rang, and it was someone saying that Len was sick. He's at the hospital. I said, what? And so I told my husband, he said, what? And we got up, and we went to the hospital. We got there, and um, I saw the players outside crying and torn up and media all over the place. And I was saying, well, what's going on? And when we got in, they um, said that Len had gotten sick. Something had happened to him. And I asked the, um, the nurse, she said, uh, we have him on life support. I said, well, is he breathing on his own? She said, no. I said, is his heart beating? And she said, no. And it was one other thing I asked her. I said, well, he's gone. And she said, no, he, he's, he, he's not gone. The doctor isn't here yet. And I, in, in my spirit, I felt what I, I, I actually went through what I had been thinking all of that time, what was in my spirit. It wouldn't happen. So it was almost a sense of a, um, not a relief, but a release. And he uh, gave the official um, declaration 
if you will, that he's gone. And then everything fell to pieces. Everything, everything went crazy. And uh, um, we went in and we looked at him and um, lying there and my husband uh, torn up, just torn to pieces. And God had given me a strength uh, to stand there to look and to rub his head and to um, get home. And then when we were done, we got home, everybody was tore up from the floor. I mean, people were coming from everywhere crying. People could not believe it. I mean, when I got home, people, our little house was loaded with people in there just um, everywhere. People couldn't believe it. I can remember seeing um, Adrian Branch's dad on the front porch when we got there. He, he was like, what is it true is it true is it true and then trying to get my children together jay and michelle and people in the house it was chaotic here's jeff baxter he begins recalling being woken up early on june 19th by teammate david gregg after bias suffered a seizure he told me come 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 and then he fell out of course i'm kind of delirious not figuring out what he's talking about so i go look and he's in the living room Ladies in the living room. Um, was he unconscious? Yeah, sprawled out on the floor. David was kind of like in the background, so he really wasn't right there because I'm looking at him. And then I kneel down, and I'm still looking at him. Afraid to touch him, afraid to lean, listen to his heart, any of that. Just like right there. What's he... Was he breathing at that point? Was he unconscious? No, he wasn't breathing. His eye, he was un unconscious. Eyes closed? Eyes closed. My whole time, when he was unconscious, I was thinking that the, the necklace, the gold chain he had on his neck, was the cause of it. So I reached and was trying to move the necklace. And as I was actually kind of trying to do that, the paramedics came in. The weirdest thing. Now, why would I think that at that point? Who knows? Um, but I was thinking that, that that's what the cause was. So weird. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you think a guy, he was perfectly soldier. So always um, uh, big guns, uh, you know, just perfectly soldier. Didn't, didn't need to get any bigger. At all. And he was strong. And he was like, how can he be laying out on the floor? Dead. So what I did was I immediately, once the paramedics took off, I couldn't find the keys to my car. I couldn't I find them to save my life. I don't know where they were. I'm sometimes literally would drop my car whenever I drive his car. So I always knew where his keys were. That's it. Can't find it. So I grabbed this keys. I jumped in his car and I ran every light. But this is unknown. This is what? This is, I didn't realize I ran the lights until actually I got near the hospital. Maybe about eight. I don't even know how. I don't know how I actually got there in the sense of just ran the lights. My mind was in a whole different manner. I get there. Everything's going on. My teammates there. Keith is in one corner just crying. I mean, we're just, we're losing it. I can't figure out what's going on. I'm hearing 
crunch, but I'm just like, drugs. And my mindset, I've never seen women using drugs. So my mindset was like, drugs, drugs. So I grabbed David Gregg, 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", and I grab him by his jacket, and I pull him to another part of the household at the time. So I asked him, what happened? He fell out, he fell out, he fell out. I said, what happened? I kept asking what happened. So I finally said it. I said, was it drugs? And David started bawling. I mean, he, just, he asked him, he screamed. Um, screamed what? Just wailing? Just wailing. Just wailing. Um, and at that point, I knew drugs were involved. But he never told you. You just knew from his reaction? Yeah. From his he, reaction. Never he, he, never, he never verbally said it. Never verbally said it. He screamed. Out, but he never verbally said it at all. And at that point, I knew it was drugs, and I was just—I actually dropped to the floor myself, and crying. What? Yeah, just crying, just crying, trying to figure this whole thing out. I do remember this bias though, coming out and kind of hugging and consoling her. She's just as calm. Consoling so of David Gregg. Um, no, just us, just, okay. just hugging, and it's going to be all right, rubbing on us. Uh, everybody or a few, or trying to get... Well, I remember maybe a few. I don't know if it's everybody. I do know, I do know she was calm as hell. Yeah. I mean, very calm. Did that surprise you? No. Knowing how, you got to know her pretty well, I would imagine. I did, I did. I got to know her pretty well. That surprised me, not because of her persona, but it surprised me because of the event that happened. At that point, I don't know how you can, can be as calm as she was. Again, not because of her personality. She was very, she is a very strong woman. She was actually uh, the uh, you know, true matriarch of, of the family. She controlled that family, without a doubt. Without a doubt, she was, she was the glue. Here's Derek Lewis, a sophomore on the Maryland team. He was walking to class that morning when he found out something had happened to Len Bias. It was a seven, maybe seven twenty, seven twenty-five, and then someone chased me down across the chased me down across the uh, the mall and called me to come back. I was like, man, I was like, you believe me, alone. I've been studying all night for this test. <laughs> I gotta go pass this test. And so there was that something happened to Lenny. So you know, I went back. I'm like, man. What, he, I mean, what happened? He hurt his leg playing basketball. That's what I'm thinking. He said, no, he said he's in the hospital. I wasn't in a hurry to get there. Mm. Like, you know, you didn't know how severe it was. Yeah, it was like a, a, a sprained ankle or hurt his knee or something. Oh, I'm going to rush for that. So I think I remember driving by myself. And uh, when I get there, I see other people walking around looking crazy over over what I thought was a sprained ankle or, or an ACL tear or something. I'm like, man, his, career, his basketball career. These people walking around, and I didn't, I didn't know until I got there. They said, "Well, he's uh, he's not, he's not breathing. So he's not, not, he's not breathing. He's uh, he's laying down. He wouldn't, he wouldn't move when they brought him in here." Jeff talking to Terry or David, saying, "You, you need to tell him. You need to tell him what's wrong. Tell him what happened." Because uh, Jeff didn't. He said, "You need to tell him what happened." I'm like, "Man, I'm still thinking of ACL on me," and uh, you know, I just started to find out. They said that he was just unconscious. So I said, that can't be a knee. I thought maybe he had a heart attack or something. And uh, 
you know, then his mom came out and I was sitting in the room there and his mom came out and said, she said he's gone. Len Bias, A Mixed Legacy, The Interviews, was produced by Dave Ungrady and Don Marcus. Clips of Lenise Bias were provided by Howard University. Len Bias, A Mixed Legacy, is distributed by the 8th Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.